0: Now, our Bible reading tonight is taken from John's Gospel, John chapter 19, verse 25, and we're going to read down to verse 37. Let's hear the Word of God. John chapter 19, verse 25. John chapter 19, verse 25. Let's hear God's word. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son, Then said he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith there came out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken." And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they have pierced. Amen. We know the Lord will stamp with his own approval and blessing this reading of his own precious infallible word. Now, my text this evening is taken from John 19, verse 25. And my theme is entitled A Mother at the Foot of the Cross. Now, I told you this morning that there's 299 references to the word mother in the Bible. And if you look at my text, you'll discover the identity of the mother at the foot of the cross. You asked, who was it? Here's the answer. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Apart from this text in Holy Scripture, we would have no knowledge... That it was Mary, the mother of Jesus, amongst those gathered at Calvary at the hour and in the day of Christ's crucifixion. Here's a clear statement of fact Mary stood by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, watching him die. Mary was physically there. I believe tonight that when the Lord Jesus Christ commenced his ministry at the age of 30 in northern Galilee, that Mary, his mother, was also among his devoted followers. Remember what we read in Mark chapter 15 and verses 40 and in um, verse 41. The Word of God says, Now, There were also women looking on afar off Among them whom was Mary Magdalene And Mary the mother of James the less And of Joses and Salome Who also when he was in Galilee Followed him and ministered unto him And many other women which came up with him Unto Jerusalem I believe that one of the women Which followed him and ministered unto him Was his own mother Mary Mary was one of those women Mary, the mother of Jesus, could remember the very day that the angel Gabriel came and told her that she was chosen by God to bring in the human body of the Son of God into the world. Luke 1 and verse 35. Listen again to the word of God. This is what it says. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high I shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God of God. Mary, of course, carried that baby in her womb for nine months. She remembers giving birth to him in Bethlehem, laying him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. She remembers the visits of the shepherds that night to Bethlehem. The Bible says she pondered all these things in her heart. She remembers carrying him to Jerusalem, up to the temple when he was but a few weeks old to present them to the Lord according to the law of God. And you can read that in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 and 23. She remembered what happened that day as she came into the temple along with her um, uh, husband, Joseph. Um, the, an old man by the name of Simeon took the child out of her arms and he, he spoke to her. And and he said certain things. And if we compare Scripture with Scripture there in Luke chapter 2 and verse 29, um, this is what he said. He said, "'Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel.'" We read in verse 33, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts shall be revealed. She remembered the visit of the wise man when he was about two years of age, the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. She remembered what happened in the temple when he was but 12. Remember, they left and supposed him to be in the company and discovered he was not there, went back to look for him. And and she was really scolding him and saying, how could you do this? Your father and I have been frantic. We've been looking for you. And his response was, wish you not I must be about my father's business. She remembered the time he left home when he was age 30 and started his ministry in Northern Galilee And I believe, as I've said, Mary was one of those women who followed him. Mary was never far away from the sight of Christ. Mary was one of his devoted followers and believers. She commenced to follow him. She continued to follow him um, along with Salome and many others that we heard about this morning. Every step of the journey from Galilee right to Jerusalem. She was amazed no doubt when they entered the city And heard the shouts and cries of the crowd Hosanna to the son of David Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord And then by the end of that week to hear That he had been arrested Can you imagine that restless night When he didn't appear home wherever they were staying And and hears that he was being unjustly tried In the middle of the night And then he was sent From the house of the high priest Caiaphas to uh, Pilate. And then from Pilate to Herod and back to Pilate. And the cries of the crowd, crucify him, crucify him. And the scourging that took place, the crown of thorns. Forced to carry his cross to the place of execution outside the gate of Jerusalem. She had seen him stopped and stripped naked. She had heard the hammer blow of the nails. She could see his hands and his feet and the blood oozing out. She could see the cross being lifted up and joisted into his place. And as a mother, she's there and her heart and mind is full of agony and full of pain. This woman has carried him for nine months. For a child, when he was a boy, she carried him in her arms And now she's carrying him in her heart as she watches him die. You see, we're seeing here in this text a very human side to the crossword of Christ. Now, I believe in the doctrine of Christ's vicarious atonement, so did Mary. But we must see the real suffering of the real Christ among real people. And there's at least four women there. And one of them is Mary. And I believe that the first one who was there Was Mary, his mother And she's there as a heartbroken woman As a woman who's full of soul agony And what do we read? Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother She witnessed the awful, brutal death of her own son By crucifixion Here's the greatest mother of all Here's the mother of all mothers And where is this mother of all mothers? She's at the cross. And that's what I want you to think about tonight. A mother at the foot of the cross. See, this mother stands at the cross in the presence of her Savior. That's the first point I want you to understand. It says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. So this mother stands at the cross in the presence of her saviour. You see, one of the principal features of this fact that um, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother is this: that Mary was fully aware that he was making a once and for all sacrifice for sin, the sin of all who would trust him as Lord and saviour. Over in John's gospel, or 1 John chapter 4, and in the verse 10, we come across uh, very important words. These words are written, written by the John that stood there. He says here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for us. The word propitiation means uh, uh, a covering for our sin. The Lord Jesus was dying as the just and the Holy Son of God for unjust and unholy sinners. He was dying an atoning death for the benefit of all who trust him, but for Mary's benefit. See, think of what she's already learned when he was born. Whenever he was born, what did she say? My soul doth rejoice in what? In God my Saviour. And when Mary stood by the cross, she knew she stood there as a sinner. When Mary stood by the cross and looked into his face, She she was looking upon one who was God, her Savior. She was acknowledging her need of redemption and salvation. Now, we need to understand that. We need to grasp that. Why? Because Mary was not there as a co-redemptrix, a co-redeemer. She was not there because she had ever experienced an immaculate conception herself. That's the false teaching of the Church of Rome. The Virgin Mary would never ever experience a bodily assumption to heaven. She is not a real co-mediator. See, there's a little story told, Glories of Mary, a book by Alphonsus Liguri, a Jesuit priest, that there's two ladders reaching up to heaven. And one of those ladders at the top sits the Lord Jesus in his stern face. He's stony-faced, his arms are crossed. There's no welcome for anyone. And in the other ladder sits Mary, his mother, and her arms are wide open. And she's saying to all who come to attempt up the, climb the ladder where Christ is seated, come by me, come and welcome. And they climb up her ladder, that's what Alphonsus Liguri taught. And then she, in turn, introduces the individual to her son. But that's a complete and utter falsehood. There's no scriptural warrant for that. The Bible says, and here's a favorite text of mine, 1 Timothy 2 and 5, for there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And, and we, we quote that text often. And we say to our fellow Roman Catholic, Countrymen and women, we, we love you in the Lord's name. We, we pray for you. We want you to read the Bible. You, you can read your own Bible that has got the imprimatur of the stamp of the Church of Rome about it. And you will find out that these things are true. Because that's exactly what that scripture says. And you can discover and discern this from yourself. This is why she stood there. She stood at the cross... In the presence of her Savior. She knew that in her heart and mind. That's how she regarded him. God my Savior. Now how do you regard him tonight? See we don't ever read in the Bible that the Lord Jesus was governed by anything that his mother Mary said or did. Remember at the wedding at Cana? What does she say to the disciples? Whatever he saith unto you, do it. Not what I say. He often said to her, when she asked him things, Woman, what have I to do with thee? And here at the end, notice how he addresses her from the cross. I want you to see that. What does he say to her? Verse 26 Woman, behold thy son. He didn't say, Mother, behold thy son. Now, he could have, but he didn't. Why did he not? because he knew the false teaching that was coming down the road of those that claimed that Mary was none other than the mother of God herself. She wasn't the mother of God. She's the mother of the human body of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a vast difference in saying that she owns the title Mother of God. Mary knew in her heart and mind as she looked upon his form, that bruised and battered, Looks blood-soaked face, that blood-stained body that he was offering up himself a once and for all sacrifice for sin. Hebrews 10 and 12 says, But this man, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. You've heard, of course, in the past of the death, the life, the burial, the resurrection, and the return of Christ. But I want to ask you this. Do you know what it means to stand by the cross in the presence of one who's your Savior? Where you can think and say, God, my Savior? We believe the Lord Jesus had to be born, had to be born in incarnate God. He had to live a sinless life, he had to die in atoning death and shed his blood. In order to pay the price of our redemption You see many gather before the cross And yet many are ignorant of this fact That as they would stand there That they're in the presence Of one who's the saviour of the world Many of course Absent themselves from the cross Close their mind They shut up their ears Their hearts are hardened and that's the surest way to miss heaven. That's the surest way to find yourself in that awful place that the Bible calls hell. Something to bypass the cross. Refuse to stand there. Refuse to learn. We were singing there deliberately tonight about teach me what it means. And we need to learn this. We need to be taught. and taught by the Spirit of God. Here's a mother who stood at the foot of the cross. And what's the first thing she would teach us? She would teach us this. That that mother stood there at the cross in the presence of her Savior. Notice something else. This mother stands at the foot of the cross in the pain of her soul. Think of old Simeon's prophecy. He says in Luke 2 and verse 35 that a sword will pierce your own soul. Now, now that came to pass. It wasn't a literal sword. We have no record that Mary was put to death by a sword. There's certainly nothing in the Bible, and there's nothing in secular history that I know of, but I'm open to learn. So he was speaking metaphorically. It did happen, but not in the way you'd have imagined. Where did it happen? It happened especially at the cross. Mary saw what they did to her son after the flesh. And she was not a mere stoic. Christ was still her son. Still her son after the flesh. And that day and that hour in particular, I believe she felt the sharpening point of the sword in her very soul. A great and severe pain and sorrow and anguish and grief would have welled up within her. This was a loving sp- stand despite her pain. Here's proof that she was a loving mother, with a loving mother's heart, a heart filled with love. Is it not true that if a child's in a bed of sickness, hospitalized, prolonged illness, terminal illness, even a short illness, where's the mother? The mother's at the bedside. She probably never leave the hospital. She, she's there holding the child's hand, she, she, she's there in tears. She, she's she's there laying hold of every glimmer of hope, maybe hoping against hope. You see, in that sense, we can never really fully enter into the pain that's in the heart of a mother. And we certainly can't fully enter into the pain that's in the heart of Mary. We're getting a glimpse here. The air is filled with loathing, the air is filled with hatred. But when she stands there The air is filled with love The air is filled with hope Because it was love, I believe That compelled her to stand by the cross This mother loved him And what mother, of course, doesn't love her son? Remember what we read in the Song of Solomon Solomon said, set me as a seal upon thine heart As a seal upon thine arm For love is strong as death Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which have a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be condemned. In other words, there's an unbreakable bond of love, especially between a mother and her son. And neither tragedy, adversity, Causes that bond of love To be broken In fact tragedy and versity I believe Causes that bond of love to burn brighter And to burn even deeper Where's Mary? Look at the text Look at the book now What does it say? Now there stood by the cross Underline that word Not behind it Not before it Not beyond it But by You've got to feel the force of the word You know what it means? It means she got as close as she could She saw the cruel crown of thorns in his brow. She saw the nails in his hands and feet. She saw the parched lips. She saw the super inscription above his head. She saw the body in black uh, ripped uh, away, running red with blood like a ploughed field. And why was she there? Because she had a loving heart. And love compelled her to stand by the cross, despite the pain and the agony and the grief. There was love, yes, for her Savior, but there was a love for her son. I'll tell you something else. This was a loyal stand, despite her pain. Mary didn't forsake her son, forget him, or fail him. Where were the others? Do You know, if you make a study of the Scriptures, John 18 and 19, Luke 23 in particular... You will see, when you compare Scripture with Scripture, one, Judas stood with those who were arrested, John 18 and verse 3. He was a traitor. He was denying Christ. He was never truly saved, of course, even though he was part of the Twelve. Peter, well, he stood at the door with those who had arrested Christ. He then stood at the enemy's fire and denied the Lord with oaths and cursings. John 18 verses 16 and 18. We know from Luke 23 verse 49 that a number of women for a time stood afar off. We know know that the centurion who plunged a spear into his side stood over against him. We know that in Luke 23 verse 35 there was people stood beholding him. They were there to watch him die, making sure that he died where were the disciples? The scripture says, all forsook him and fled when he was arrested. And I ask tonight this question, where do you stand? You see, Mary was loyal to Christ, and she stood by his crosswork an identification with His suffering. We sang tonight. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend His cause, maintain the honour of His word, the glory of His cross. Because where we stand is important. Do we stand among the traitors like Judas, who have turned away from Christ and the cause of Christ, no longer a true believer, no longer following hard after Him? Are we among the deniers? Is not where Peter stood, warming his hands at the enemy's fire, found in the wrong company? Are, are we among the idlers? Those who are afar off Not displaying any loyalty Or allegiance to Christ Because of, of what it cost them Are we among the pretenders Because there was many prophets and priests and Among the people And they were pretending uh, that, that they had an interest in the things of Christ But they were there just to watch him die They were there just to glory in his physical death Are you among the fearful Because there was those who were afar off Looking on Question is tonight: Where do we stand? Are we like Mary, loyal to Christ? Let me tell you something else quickly. It was a lonely stand, despite her pain. You see, we read in the scriptures there. Look at verse twenty-five. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, that's John. So we've got three other women, and we have got John. But did you know that these women were not always there? There was a time when Mary stood alone. I want you to see that. Now, how do I know that? Well, you turn over there to Matthew chapter 27. I haven't bombarded you tonight with loads of references. I've just quoted them, but we would encourage you to listen in again and look up these references and learn from the Scriptures. Matthew chapter 27, verse 55. Listen to what the Bible says. The context is Christ is on the cross, and he's been crucified, and it says, And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him, among which was Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph's, and the mother of Zebedee's children. Now, what do we deduce from that? For a time, these women were afar off. But then they observed Mary stand right by the cross, up close, at the foot of the cross. And some of them decided, through her godly influence and example, that they were going to go and stand with her. They were not there at the first When the Lord Jesus had been arrested and experienced his unjust trial and subsequent crucifixion, we read, All forsook him and fled. But Mary, Mary stood boldly by and she stood alone until those other women came and joined her. Her stand then gave others the courage to stand too, and it's not easy to stand alone. But she did it, and others were influenced, and others were affected. See what we stand for is important. Let me tell you something else. It was a lingering stand, despite the pain. It says now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. Think of that word "stood." Do you know what it means? It means to be set. It means not easily moved. Mary was displaying her intention. She was saying, I'm going to be here as long as it's necessary. I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to be pressurized into moving on. Uh, Not even force of arms is going to move me on. Nothing was going to move her from this set place where she decided to stand. And even if the whole world had been against her, she was saying, This is where I'm standing. So I'm asking tonight, when we think of this mother standing and she's standing in the pain of her soul and yet she stood in love to her son. She was loyal to his cause and even lonely at first she took a stand and she was sending out a message, I'll be here as long as it's necessary. That's the type of stand that we need today. When we sing stand up, stand up for Jesus that's the type of mindset that we need Let me give you a third thing This mother stood at the foot of the cross In the power of silence See the Bible teaches There's a time to speak And a time to be silent And you know what? Mary was silent at the cross There's nothing recorded Not one word She, she stood there And she said nothing No protest No shouts She didn't pick a fight with the soldiers she heard the slander. She heard the hatred. The abuse hurled at her lovely son. And she didn't speak a word. She's looking at him. She's loving him. She's loyal to him. She has a longing for him in her soul. So there she is standing among the scoffers, the skeptics and the scholars. And she's seen this horrible scene of crucifixion. And what a, a horrible death it is. And, and the sight of this death would have been enough to, to cause her to sink. On her knees to the ground. And put her hands on her face. And, and howl and guile for mercy. But that's not the picture. She stood in silence. Not a word to the soldiers. Who were gambling for his clothes. The power of silence. There's a story told about a man. Who his wife died of cancer. And we sympathize with many. Who are widowers and widows at this time. Even in Mother's Day, it's horrendous when people die through terminal illness. And months later, this man had given away his late wife's clothes to local charities. He was out in the street and he was passing a window of a charity shop. And he collapsed in pain. He was overcome with grief. What he discovered was one of those mandarins dressed in his wife's clothes. And his heart suddenly filled with sorrow. Filled with pain, filled with grief. And yet, that man, as he lay in the street, he never uttered a word. And to me, that reminds me of Mary. She saw the blood, she saw the thorns, the nails, his hands and his feet, and she's moved in her heart and, and in her mind. And, and, and there's, she, she's, she's full of sorrow and pain, and yet, not a word. He's been treated as a common criminal. Condemned to suffer and die this horrible death of crucifixion. The mummy heard it all. She heard it all. And yet despite all those awful things. Things that were said about her lovely son. Not one word of protest. She stood in silence. You see, to me there's the evidence of the power of love. This sword of suffering was piercing deeply into her soul. And she stood by. Here's the position she adopted. Here's her plan. I'll stand by the cross and I'll not say a word. She heard the name of her son being blasphemed and attacked. She saw the three hours of darkness. She saw the work of Christ. Christ smitten of God and afflicted. She saw his lovely person uh, being maligned in those three hours of dark. And what did she hear? The only thing she heard was the words of Christ. And I believe that's how she maintained the power of silence. The words of Christ brought comfort to her. Remember Jesus said, John 14, verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in thee. He said in verse 27, Peace I leave with you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Because of his words Remember those cries from the cross I believe they comforted and strengthened Mary Father forgive them for they know not what they do Told the dying thief, Today shall thou be with me in paradise He said to Mary Woman behold thy son, son behold thy mother He cried out my God, my God Why hast thou forsaken me He said I thirst, he said I was finished Father into thy hands I commend my spirit And there he stood by the cross And stood there At the foot In the power of silence, overcoming all that pain that she felt, all that she saw, and all that she heard. By the power of his words that brought comfort and strength to her. Let him speak. Let me finish. This mother stood at the foot of the cross in the purpose of support. I want you to think of this woman with a loving, faithful, humble, believing heart. And she stands there to identify with and support her son. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, how the Lord Jesus took with him three of his disciples, three close disciples, Peter, James, and John, three close friends. He said to them, "Tarry here, watch and pray with me one hour. Why did he appoint them to watch and pray? Here's the answer, because he was looking for their help and their support. In the hour of intense sorrow, in the hour of intense struggle, he was looking for support and help. The man fell asleep. He then said to them by way of rebuke, can you not watch with me one hour? It was the angels came and strengthened him after he sweated great drops of blood. But at the cross there was no disciples. At the cross there was no angels. And once Mary, I believe, realized what was happening, she decided, I will go there purposefully. To support my son So that he will see and know that I am there Here's a blessed mother at the cross Supporting her son Is there not a wonderful relationship here? A widow now Husband Joseph is long dead Who's going to care for her? But the Lord Jesus cares He loves his mother He still has an interest in our welfare He has an interest in the welfare of all his people Do you know tonight he's interested in you With all your struggles and problems With all your adversity You're his and he's there to support you And he can provide and sustain for you Because he knows your needs He has an interest in you He has a plan for you And in the storms of life and, And in the clouds of darkness and doubt and difficulty When you need support he's there What he's longing for is that his people out of loving hearts to him in faithfulness to him in humble believing that he is who he says he is not only look to him for support but have a purpose of heart to support him and his cause in the time of darkness. Here's a mother who stood at the cross. I issue the challenge. Will we make a decision to stand by the cross of Christ And see him See him there In the presence of our saviour Stand there Despite the pain of soul That you're going through Stand there even in the power of silence And identify with him And stand in purpose of support For the cause of Christ May the Lord take these few thoughts And bless them to you the safe